You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into your latest episode of Locked on Colts, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Today's always your host, Evan Setter, joined by Stephen Reed of Stampede Blue. As you can tell, our first episode this week is on a Wednesday. We are now in the depth period of the offseason. Like, there's nothing going on right now in, amongst Colts fans and amongst Colts right now. A lot of teams have OTAs going on right now, but the Colts and the players decided on a three-week period early on this offseason. So now for the next seven or six weeks, we're going to be talking, or not even that long, honestly. We're in mid-June. Mid-July is right on the corner, so that's crazy to even say, Stephen. But we're only about five or six weeks away from training camp beginning. But throughout this time, we're going to be going three days per week here on the podcast just to give you guys some great, concise information over a couple days per week instead of the usual five. We'll be back to the usual five here when we get to late July for training camp. But, Stephen, we're going to be kicking off our preview series today here on Locked On Colts for positions, looking ahead to this season. And obviously the first one we got to start off with is quarterbacks. So we're going to hit on – Sam Ellinger, Jacob Eason, Carson Wentz, maybe sprinkle in Jalen Morton talk for a moment, see if he can actually throw a ball 100 yards or not. But, Stephen, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, Evan. How are you today? Doing great. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on tonight's pod because it's one that obviously has been the biggest question for Colts fans this whole offseason. Phil Brewers retires. What are they going to do? They're going to go after Matthew Stafford. They were in on the Stafford talks from what we know from Chris Ballard. But obviously, the Rams blew them out of the water with, with an offer. They eventually go to Carson Wentz, Frank Reich's old quarterback in Philadelphia, the one that he drafted and scouted on his own in Philadelphia, the one that the Eagles traded up for. Four years later, they are now reunited in Indianapolis. The Colts trade a conditional first-round pick for Carson Wentz, as well as a third-round pick in this year's draft. We're going to have Carson Wentz here at the end of the show for the final 10 or 15 minutes. But before we do that, though, let's go up and down the depth chart here. And let's start off with the battle for QB3, because I feel like QB2 right now is pretty cemented with Jacob Eason. But I'm very intrigued to watch not only Sam Ellinger, the sixth-round pick for the Colts out of the University of Texas, but Jalen Morton's a guy flying under the radar a little bit. He's a guy that – he's also a rookie, I believe, as well. Not a lot of talk around him because there's not money, there's not much expectation around Jalen Morton. He's more so just like this year's version of Chad Kelly – if he does stay in the practice squad or more like a Philip Walker type who just stays on and off the practice squad. Who knows if he makes it, Stephen? But the one thing I know about Jalen Warren from everything we've heard about Colts writers so far is the hype around him is that he can throw the football 100 yards. So let, let's talk about Jalen Morton for just a moment or two here because there's really not much on him. Looked at his stats. Not that impressive in college, I have to say. I mean, around like a 58% completion percentage. A big, strong arm for what I've seen, but seems more like to me like a camp arm than anything else. But I'm very intrigued to see who throws the football farther if these reports are legit from Colts writers out there about Jim Morton and Jacob Eason. Yeah, that's basically the, the majority of that. What I know as well in terms of Morton, um, he's he's was an undrafted free agent. Uh, you know, uh, he's got a degree, I think, in mechanical engineering. So as an engineer myself, I, I you know, root for him. Um, but yeah, he's got a big arm. Um, he's intelligent, but he doesn't have a really high completion percentage. Um, and yeah, it was he, he didn't have like mind blowing numbers in in college playing it. Like, uh, gosh, where where did he? Prairie View A and M. 
Um, and so you kind of would hope that he would have a little better numbers than, than what he did um, in, in his senior season. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I think you're right, though. I think he's a cap, camp arm, and that's going to be all he is um, when it all said and done. It feels like to me it might be a better version of what Chad Kelly was, which was just a camp arm and obviously has a bigger arm than Kelly. Kelly maybe has a little bit more on him as far as experience goes when he arrived with the Colts, having previous NFL experience with the Denver Broncos. But like we mentioned, there's really not much talent with Jalen Morton. Just want to go up and down the quarterback depth chart for a second because Morton at this point is QB4. He's on the 90-man roster. We don't know how long he's going to be on the roster through training camp and preseason. But let's hit on the top three now. For the next few minutes, we'll hit on Sam Ellinger, the Colts' sixth-round pick in this year's draft out of Texas. Did very well at Texas. I, I wouldn't say gaudy numbers. He, the completion percentage wasn't that great. The arm is not that strong. But the thing the Colts love about him is his leadership ability, the way he can lead a locker room. This fits the Colts' mold as a player on and off the field. Very great mobility. I think the comp that Lance Zerline put in his NFL draft guy on NFL.com was Tim Tebow, which I think is actually pretty spot on. I think Ellinger might just be a more accurate version of a Tim Tebow type of quarterback, which I don't know if in today's, today's NFL it really is a good idea or not because we've seen like Taysom Hill here and there have his struggles down in New Orleans in that kind of same role. But Ellinger is not Taysom Hill. He's not a 4-4 athlete. So – I'm kind of curious what kind of role Sam Ellinger plays for the Colts this year and beyond because it seems like to me he's a guy that's a great guy to have in the locker room, a great guy to have in the quarterback room, Carson Wentz and Jacob Eason. But I don't know if he's going to contribute much more outside of that for the Colts unless something drastic happens throughout his rookie contract. Yeah, I'm at kind of the same same boat with Sam Ellinger. He's a, a solid player, um, but at the same time, it's – the everything that the the Colts staff front office everybody that talks about Sam Ellinger is that he's got that quote unquote it factor, and uh, they they put out something on Colts.com today um, and said that you know to some of them it, it means physical mental toughness um, you know problem solve it and just just win, um, and he's a a leader guys will follow him. It reminds me a lot of like. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Jacoby Brissett. It's, but I think the Tim Tebow comparison is, is pretty accurate. Uh, like Tim Tebow, but with like is an actual quarterback, um, and can throw the ball. Uh, so, and I apologize for the Tim Tebow hate right there, but it's he wasn't a very good quarterback in the NFL. Um, great college quarterback, but Sam Ellinger, I think, is. He's better than Tebow. I, I think that he could stick around as a backup quarterback. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to have them put in, like, if they do end up keeping three quarterbacks on the roster, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, some Jacoby Brissett-style packages um, for him if he's on the active roster on game day. Uh, I think there's some issue in terms of substitution patterns, putting in a quarterback three, um, but I, I'd have to look back into that. I just thought of that off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I see him being more of a like that hardworking, you know, guy that's just gonna try to outwork you. Um, he's not gonna really do anything necessarily special in terms of giftedness on the football field, um, other than he's not gonna make mistakes. Um, he's he's gonna be a tough kid. He's gonna be able to to allow them to do those same running plays, um, and he just gives a different. Uh, option for the coaches other than than what Jacob Eason brings, which I, I think is interesting. So 
for the most part, I think he'll probably be the practice squad quarterback this year um, that they, they protect if they're able to protect players on the practice squad. Um, but I don't see him contributing in any major way unless there's like a catastrophic injury to Carson Wentz or, or Jacob Eason uh, during the season. Now we know that Frank Reich and the Colts love Jacoby Brissett as the person he was in the locker room and obviously stepping in in a short-term way for the Colts in 2019 when the Andrew Luck bombshell went off in August. But I, I think we all know who Jacoby Brissett was as a quarterback. He's a, he's a good backup, but he's not nothing more than that. I, I, Sam Ellinger, they, they had this role this year for Jacoby Brissett where he could come in a couple of plays and do some sort of like RPO stuff on the goal on that week one in Jacksonville, like what a bomb. Like that was just an awful play that he ran in week one. And they got that <laughs> playbook pretty quickly after that. I don't think Brissett's on the field for the next like six or seven weeks until they got him more in QB sneak packages for Philip Rivers. We don't know, never likes doing quarterback sneaks. A guy obviously around 40 years old is not going to do that, but we know that person Wentz, the great QB sneak guy as well. I do wonder, though, I mean, do you think we see at all like an El- like a Bursette-type role for Ellinger in 2021, or do you think that it's going to be very hard? I mean, quite honestly, I know Wentz has an injury history, but he's a great QB sneak guy. He's 6'5", 240. Like, I think he's big enough to do that role if need be. Like, I really have a hard time, especially in a year where Carson Wentz needs to prove himself. I really want to see him – be on the field 100% of the time and not do some sort of stuff like, oh, let's just throw Sam Ellinger in there for a snap or two and see what happens. I think this is a kind of thing where I want to see Carson Wentz 100% of the field on the time in any situation just to see how he does in this cold system. Yeah, that's the same. I'm right in the same boat with you. I think that the reason that Jacoby Reset had any play calls last year was because Phillip Rivers just wasn't good at quarterback sneaks or really any kind of movement outside the pocket. Um, and Carson Wentz is very good outside the pocket. Um, he, he can get outside the pocket. He's mobile. He's athletic, but he's, he's got that same Andrew Luck style to his play. Not, not comparing him to Andrew Luck in terms of pure talent because nobody since Andrew Luck has been close to that. Um, but Carson Wentz in terms of style of play is very similar to Andrew Luck. So I'd see them using him a very similar way. Um, and yeah, that, that's why. I just don't see those play calls that that would have been there for Sam Ellinger if, say, Philip Rivers was back. Uh, I, I think he would have gotten some calls, uh, but with Carson Wentz, I just don't think that that's really an option. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball scenes in full swinger track all the action over at Bet Online. Go list news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and our UFC MMA action. For the next pitch, over to bet online or laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't send the signs anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device right now to sign up today and receive a 50% off welcome bonus in your first deposit. Again, it's 50% off in your first deposit bet online using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Totally agree with you there, and we can move on now to Jacob Eason, the Colts' primary backup quarterback, unless for some reason he just tanks his value in training camp and preseason. But from all indications so far, Stephen, a great sign for Jacob Eason entering in the year or two as the Colts' new backup quarterback because he's now entering in a role where there's no Jacoby set around. He's going to be the primary backup taking all the snaps of the twos in training camp. We've heard rave reviews from OTAs and the Colts had a couple weeks ago. 
from Marcus Brady, the offense coordinator, saying he's taking that next step as far as mental acumen goes. That's a big deal for a guy like Jacob Eason because you know he has the physical attributes. The mental stuff was kind of lagging behind a little bit. But if Eason has taken those steps forward where he could be that kind of primary backup, one of the best backups in the league eventually, that's a huge deal for the Colts with a fourth-round pick in the draft a year ago. And I think, honestly, Jacob Eason is a guy who I'm really excited to see play in preseason. I think we haven't seen him in action at all throughout his NFL career so far. And to see him take some live snaps for a couple weeks in preseason is going to be really fun to watch. But what's your thoughts on Jacob Eason entering into his second season now where he has, he's the full-fledged backup now and the, really the ball's in his court unless he tanks his value in camp and in preseason and the Colts at the like, emergency break glass had to go sign a veteran off the street to feel more comfortable with the quarterback spot. This is Eason's job to lose. Yeah, and it's been pretty clear from the Colts' perspective that this is this is Eason's job to lose. Like, he's penciled in as the number two guy. He's taken the number two snaps. Um, I think talking with Marcus Brady, um, it's pretty clear that they're really happy with how Easton has progressed. Um, like you said, the talent, we, in terms of pure talent, like just pure arm talent, Jacob Easton's a really, really good quarterback. Um, but the question was always that mental aspect of it. He made too many mistakes. Um, he made, you know, too many mental errors in terms of recognizing coverages and he just relied too much on that arm talent versus being able to handle the mental side of the game. You can't do that in the NFL. And Marcus Brady pointed out that it's really clear that Jacob Eason's worked this entire offseason to get that mentally, um, get himself up to par, uh, up to where they need to be. And so I think that's a, a huge, huge thing for Jacob Eason. And um, I believe he was working with Tom House and the, the guys over there. Um, this offseason, um, which has been just a godsend for most most quarterbacks who have worked with him. Uh, they worked with Andrew Luck after his injury um, and was able to bring him back to form. I know uh, a couple couple writers, um, I think Albert Beer and then also Zach Hicks have, have pointed out that he's working with Adam Dede- uh, Carson Wentz is working with Adam Dido. Um, I think I said his name right, but he's a, a works with Tom House um, there. And so I think the fact that Jacob Eason is working with those guys, working on his mechanics, trying to get himself so he doesn't make those inaccurate throws um, when he does just have to rely on his arm, I think that's huge. And I I think you're going to see Jacob Eason take a couple big steps. And I think he's going to be a fantastic backup quarterback. to where the Colts, depending on how Carson Wentz does this season, um, may look to either, you know, dangle Jacob Eason out around as trade bait, um, or, or you know, I don't I don't know what they would do outside of that, but I know that Frank Reich and Chris Ballard really likes to have two really quality quality quarterbacks. And if Jacob Eason can continue to grow, I think they'll be more than happy to have him as their their quarterback too for at least the next couple of years. Totally agree with you there, and I'm going to throw just a retro name out there for Colts fans who know in the prime Peyton Manning years. This guy never saw the field, but he was obviously the Colts' primary backup throughout that time. I'm not saying that Carson Wentz is ever going to be close to Peyton Manning, but this I feel like, honestly, if Jacob Eason the new version of Jim Sorge, where he's the back for like six, seven years, and he's obviously a lot more physically talented than Jim Sorge ever was during the Peyton Manning years, and a guy who's just reliable, he knows the playbook, 
he can come in for a snap or a game or two at a time and keep it floating uh, above water, so to say. I feel like the upside is there for Jacob Eason where he could be like that kind of Jim Sorge, like a, a Jim Sorge with a rocket uh, on his arm, so to say, Stephen. Like this, I think there's immense upside with Jacob Eason being their future long-term backup for a very long time. And, I mean, who knows? Hell, if Carson Wentz doesn't work out here, he could be run the show here in two or three years. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like if, and I think that's kind of the point um, for for the Colts is that they want to have options. And you know, people will look at the Carson Wentz thing if it doesn't work out, and it, it'll be a stain on on Frank Reich and Chris Ballard and on their resume. Um, and but if they've got a quarterback there in the wings with Jacob Eason, it at least softens the fall um, because they went and they did the right thing. They drafted a quarterback. Um, in the fourth round that had talent, they developed him. Um, and if Carson Wentz, for whatever reason, doesn't work out, um, we all hope he does. But if he doesn't work out, they have a solid backup option there with Jacob Beeson. And again, I think that's the point. And it makes you feel a lot more comfortable um, as a general manager, as a head coach, knowing that you've got two guys that you feel comfortable being uh, the starter, if, in, if need be. What do you think the upside is with Jacob Easton long-term? Like, let's say Carson Wentz does work out here, Stephen. I think it's fair to say in your imagination, like, like Jacob Easton, it all works out, like his mental catches up to his physical, and those all mesh together well. I think he could be one of the best backups in the NFL eventually. I know he hasn't taken a snap in the NFL yet, but the traits are there for Jacob Easton to be legitimately a top 40, top 35 quarterback in the NFL because he's a guy to me where if Wentz does go down for a week or two and he does – take that leap forward mentally like he could be a legit guy who could step in and be a spot starter yeah I I absolutely believe that too and it's one of those situations where I kind of liken it to Sam Bradford um with the Eagles is you know when Minnesota had that injury to I want to say Teddy Bridgewater and they had to make a trade for a backup quarterback they traded for Sam Bradford and they got the Eagles end up getting like a first and a fourth round pick for for Sam Bradford in that situation, that's kind of the similar situation where I think it is with Jacob Eason. You've got a guy that I don't think anybody questions his talent um, in terms of his arm talent and what he can be on the field. Everybody always questioned the mental aspect of it. Um, And would he be able to read defenses? He relied so much on that arm when he was at, at Georgia and then at Washington, his limited time, uh, in live action at Georgia and Washington uh, really kind of held him back. And when you went through the draft process with Jacob Beeson, he was a quarterback that some people thought that the Colts would take at the beginning of the second round um, with, with that, that early pick. Um, some people had him right up there with Jordan Love in, in terms of skill as a quarterback. And I look at that and I say, all right, so you've got a guy that, you know, a lot of smart people had high praise for. You never know what goes on behind the scenes and why a guy slips necessarily. But if you're able to take this guy who clearly, very clearly has talent and you're able to mold him and develop him, then I think you've got yourself just a a great situation uh, to at the very least get back a second round pick similar to what the Patriots got with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, assuming that, the Carson Wentz does work out and he, he ends up being that starter for the Colts for the long term. You're going to be able to flip Jacob Beeson in a couple of years for a second round pick. At least I'd feel pretty confident in that, if not a little bit more than that. 
Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limit time flavors as well. There's something for everyone over on Built Bar. It's a great tasting snack to tidy throughout the day and it's really nothing like a protein bar. It's a super healthy chocolate candy bar. I've had all the flavors and it's truly the best protein bar I've ever had in my life. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein with only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar. It's a great tasting snack that really tides you throughout the day while you go throughout your business with Built Bar. Order today and get whatever flavors you like of Built Bars and go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% of your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's not possible to, for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money while using Rock Auto as well. You can choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership outside of Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years, and the price is always reliably low. Go explore the easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Jerry Boss box so that we sent you over there. They have a main selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Colts fans, go to rockauto.com right now and write Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in the How Jerry Boss box. Let's go to Carson Wentz now, Stan. Close up the show for the last 10 or so minutes. We talk about them all throughout the offseason. We've dove in on the field, off the field with Carson Wentz. Now we're closing in on training camp, Stephen, just around five or so weeks away. What's your gut feeling about how Carson Wentz is going to do your one in Indy? I think he's going to be great, to be honest. Like, I know that some people will call me a homer and all this stuff, but I sit there and I say he's surrounded by talent. He's got an offensive line that is – great for him he's, he's not going to get hit um if eric fisher comes back and is fully healthy he's going to be he's going to have a, just probably the best offensive line he's ever had in his career he's got the best skill position players he's ever had in his career it, jonathan taylor continues his growth um I, I think carson wentz will be a top 10 quarterback this year uh if all goes right um and he as long as he doesn't sit there and try to do too much, um, which here in Indianapolis, he's not going to feel the pressure to do that. I think that he's got, he's got the potential to be a, a top five, top 10 quarterback this year. And I don't think that's really stretching it. I know a lot of analytics people don't necessarily like saying things like that because analytically um, he's only had like two years where he's been in the top 12, I think. And then the other three years, he's been at like 14, 20, and then 33, something like that. And so I, I know it's not a, a really strong analytics point, um, but just from a gut feeling, I feel like Carson Wentz is going to be a top 10 quarterback this year. If that happens, Stephen, I mean, even if Wentz is an average quarterback, like even in where Philip Rivers was last year, I believe he finished 12th in QBR, 14, somewhere in that range, like 14 to 12. If the Colts have a marginal upgrade, have Wentz be like a top nine or top ten quarterback, this Colts team is going to be a double-digit win team, and this Colts team is probably going to be a 12 to 13 win team if that does happen, Stephen, especially if he is that top five, top ten quarterback. If that does happen, I mean, the sky's the limit for this Colts team, Stephen. I mean, they can make a magical run this year 
if Wentz returns, and especially if we get 2017 Wentz back again from last time he coached with Frank Reich, that's going to be that's going to be an incredible ride to watch in 2021. Oh, for sure. And, and I don't think that it's I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that that happens either. Like I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, last year we so bad, so bad. Yeah, but 2018, 2019, he carried the Eagles to the playoffs. Now, obviously, 2017, they won the Super Bowl a large part because they started the season like 11 and two before Carson Wentz went down and got them home field advantage in the playoffs, um, which was huge in that year. And so I, I see just so much with Carson Wentz, and we've broken down this before uh, so many different times, and you've had different guests talk about this too. Um, if the guys over with Tom House, um, can fix Carson Wentz's um, issues. And, you know, Zach Hicks put out a, a is putting out a series of articles um, about the, the mechanics uh, of, of Carson Wentz and, and the different things. And I, it's a great read if you get an opportunity to, to go read it. Um, and so if they can fix those mechanical issues, similar to like Drew Brees, when he first started in the NFL, he sometimes would let the ball go high. He wouldn't get his hips or everything like that. Then Drew Brees started working with Tom House and his guys and fixed those issues and was arguably the most accurate quarterback, one of the most accurate quarterbacks probably in NFL history. And then if Carson Wentz can fix his accurate accuracy issues with his feet in the lower half of his body, I think he has the absolute ability to lead this team – at the very least to an AFC South title. And I don't mean that by like speaking out like a one winner went on a tiebreaker. I mean, I mean, winning the AFC South by a couple games, they, they can be that good and legitimately compete with Kansas city, with Baltimore, with Cleveland, with Buffalo uh, to, to be the top of the AFC. I, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility with this team. If Carson Wentz can, go back to to really fix his fundamentals and i think it's interesting the other parts about it is if you read the stories about his time in philadelphia after frank reich left um they stopped really focusing on those fundamentals in the same way um they they were upset that that wentz was working with tom house and so they tried it sounded like they kind of cut that off um back in 2018 so you saw that steady regression from Carson Wentz in 2018, 2019, 2020. And so my hope is that he comes back and every year that Frank Reich has been the quarterback, the, the quarterback uh, for the, or the, every year that Frank Reich has been the head coach, the quarterback that year either had his best or second best year in terms of completion percentage uh, with their Colts. And I think that that should continue. And if that does, then the Colts really have a great opportunity here to kind of take over the AFC South again and then potentially compete in the AFC. What's your projections for Carson Wentz? I know you mentioned you, you could see him being a top 10, top five quarterback. Looking at the box score numbers, I mean, we saw Wentz in 13 games put up 33 touchdowns and seven picks, I believe. And then from there in 2018 to 2019, I think he had seven picks in each of those seasons as well. He had a run where I think he didn't throw seven picks in – uh, or more than seven picks in three straight seasons. I know some of those games he missed due to injury, but the upside is there with Carson Wentz. I mean, 
with this running game, with the offensive line, with the young weapons he has, he has T.Y. Hilton still there, of course. What kind of box score numbers do you predict that Carson Wentz could have? Because I think it's, it might not be like a gaudy type numbers. Maybe they could be with the 17-game schedule. You add in that extra regular season game. But I could see some along the lines of like 4,000, like 4,200 yards, 32 touchdowns, and like seven or eight picks like we saw in 2017 in Philadelphia. Like a lot of the pressure is not going to be on Carson Wentz. He's probably not going to get touched that much from what we saw last year in Philadelphia. He has Jonathan Taylor behind him. who might go for a 1,500-plus yard season on the ground himself. I think this ecosystem around Carson Wentz is set up so well for him to thrive in a role where he can be a super efficient game manager quarterback who can make those special plays when need be. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that 4,000 yards is definitely a a realistic option. I think you're probably going to look at a completion percentage um, up around 68, 69% um, this year. Touchdowns, I could easily see him putting up those 2017 numbers. And the other thing to consider on that, because 2017, uh, he put up 33 touchdowns and 20 and um, seven interceptions. He had a, a quarterback um, rating there of like 101.9, right around there. Last year, if, if you look at what Philip Rivers did in 16 games for the Colts, and, and Philip Rivers wasn't like throwing the ball downfield a ton, everything like that, he threw for 4,100 yards. Last year had 24 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Um, I think you're going to see probably similar numbers in terms of yardage. He had a 68% completion percentage. Um, and I think you're going to see similar ones in terms of yardage, uh, in terms of touchdowns. I think you're probably going to see a little bit higher than that for Carson Wentz because I think you're also going to see some running touchdowns in there for him. But I think you're probably going to look at like 32 to 35 touchdowns and I think you're going to be under double digits for interceptions. I don't think you're going to be anywhere near the 15 that he had last year because he's not going to have to be as aggressive and he's got skill position players that are going to be able to get open versus what he had in Philadelphia, which was honestly not great for him uh, in terms of uh, having receivers that could get separation, get open, and really give him a spot that he can throw into the hallway and, and really get into that 18-inch window. So I feel like he's going to have some pretty good numbers. So I'd probably put it at like 4,200 yards, you know, 32 touchdowns and like eight interceptions um, with a completion percentage right up around 68.5%, 69%. Last one here for you, Stephen. We just went over all the quarterbacks. How confident do you feel in the quarterback position heading in 2021 and beyond with Wentz as a starter and then Easton as the primary backup with more likely not Sam Ellinger? if he is around as that QB three. I would feel supremely confident with the Colts um, in that situation because I have a lot of faith in Jacob Eason as a primary backup. I, I think he's got all the talent. And if he's come along, as Marcus Brady has said, mentally, um, I think that he's got a lot of, lot of great ability. I think Carson Wentz is severely underrated um, because he has just dealt with so much. And you can tell just by talking with him how relaxed he is here in Indianapolis, how confident he feels in the situation here, and just how happy he is to really be here in Indianapolis. And so I think he's got an opportunity to really do something special. And the Colts, um, I think the Colts quarterback room is, you, you arguably could have like two top 20, top 25 quarterbacks in this quarterback room. Um, and before you couldn't say that because, I mean, Jacoby Brissett was 
mean, he was a good locker room guy, but you didn't feel confident about him going out and being able to win you a game uh, when you needed it versus I know Jacob Eason hasn't taken an NFL snap at this point, but I feel pretty confident in his just arm talent and ability. And as he, if he's come along mentally, feel confident that he could come in and make a play if he had to. Um, Carson Wentz, I think, is going to be back to form. And I, I feel really, really confident in how he's going to be this year. Steven, this is a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you helping me kick off the position previous here on Locked on Colts. Colts fans, go ahead and follow Steven now already on Twitter at NiceReadSteven. Go read his work, as always, and listen to his work over on Stampede Blue. Steven, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks, Evan. Have a great one.